In this Sikha, the Rebbe is going to be explaining a very major difference between the Geula of Mitzrayim and the Geula of Asidolavoy. And that is that by the Geula of Mitzrayim, not every Yid was taken out of Golos. There were certain Yid and those that didn't want to go out of Golos remained in Mitzrayim. Whereas by the Geula of Asido, every last Yid will come, will come out of Golos. The Rebbe in the Sikha starts off with a medrash on the Pasuk, Vayoymer likim el Moshe, Eyasher, Eyashem, says to Moshe Rabbeinu, I will be that which I will be, Asher Eyash. So the medrash explains, Rabbi Yochanan explains this as meaning, that Hashem is saying, I am going to be for those that want me. If Yid Chas V'Sholem doesn't want me, then I'm not going to force him to accept me. Says Rabbi Yochanan, but that's only true regarding Individuals. An individual could chas v'shalom, he poyrukoil, throw off Hashem's yoke. But as far as Klau Yisroel, he brings a posik where Hashem says that the Abishta swears that beyond chazaka emlech aleichem, there's no such thing as Klau Yisroel throwing off the yoke of Hashem. Hashem will force them to accept his yoke and to accept Hashem as melech. The, the, the Mepharshim explained this as meaning that when the Yidin were in Mitzrayim, even though there were certain people that were Rishoyim, but based on this idea that Hashem will not abandon Klau Yisrael, even if they're not interested, so therefore Klau Yisrael is taken out of Mitzrayim. Nevertheless, certain people were not taken out of Mitzrayim. Certain people died in the Shloish Yisimei those that didn't want to go out. Because again, to Klau Yisrael Hashem is going to force, but not individuals. If a certain individual is not interested, Hashem is not forcing. What the Rebbe is addressing over here is, that seemingly, if that's the case, the same thing should be true by the Geulo HaAsidu when Mashiach comes. And that only certain people will be taken out. In other words, only Klau Yisrael will be taken out. But certain individuals that are not interested perhaps won't go out. But the Rebbe says it's impossible to say that. Because as the Pasuk says, that the Shavtad Hashem Alekecha Yidin will eventually do Tshuva. And the Shav Hashem Alekecha Hashem is going to take every single Yid out of Golos. And as Rashi explains over there, that the Abish is going to take every single Yid by the hand and take him out of Golos. In other words, that were promised that when Mashiach comes, every Yid will do tshuva and will come out of Golos. Hashem is going to cause that every last Yid should come out of Golos. As the famous words of Al-Terebbe, that every single Yid definitely will do tshuva. Lo yidach nidach. Which means that even those Yidin <coughs> that are completely far gone will come back. And as the famous Pirush that the Rebbe said many, many times, um, when we say to the Ben Rosha, in the Haggadah, if he was there in Mitzrayim, he wouldn't have been redeemed. That means only there in Mitzrayim, he wouldn't have been redeemed. But by the Geulo HaAsida, after we are, had, had already Matan Torah, and the Abishter said to every Yidah, I am your personal Abishter, that now, now of course, every single last Yid will be redeemed. The question, however, is why is that? Why the difference between Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim and the Geulo Asida? Because seemingly, Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim happened because, as the Eivishter calls the Yidin, B'ni B'chayri Yisroel. Shalach, the Eivishter says, send out my firstborn, my, my child, my, my firstborn, etc. In other words, there's a certain bond over here between the Eivishter and Yidin, father and child, that cannot be broken. As Chazal put it, that the Eivishter says, Ben kach, ben kach, no matter what, the Yidin are, are, are my children. 
And Lachlif on Bulma Acheres, I can never change them over for anyone else. If that's the case, if we're speaking about a bond between a father and child which could also never be broken, then why should there be any Yidin in the time of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim that didn't come out of Golos? They're also Hashem's children. A second question is, as we just said before, there were many Rishoyim in the time of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, even people that were Oyvel Avoy Why do they come out of Mitzrayim and it's Dafka those that didn't want to come out don't come out? In order to explain this, the Rebbe compares it to something we have regarding Yom Kippur. That while Yom Kippur forgives for every single sin, what it's not going to forgive for is a person that was over with something of Yom Kippur itself, didn't fast on Yom Kippur, worked on Yom Kippur. Here too, you can ask the question. If it forgives for every single strict and harsh Indian, why not for the Averis of Yom Kippur itself? So the Rebbe quotes the Ragachavar, that it's similar to the concept of Ein Kateger Nasa Saneger. That the prosecuting person cannot become also the one who defends. Meaning to say, if you're in Kippur itself, in a certain sense, is what's causing this person now to have an Aveira, because he was over an Aveira of Yom Kippur, so it's like saying Yom Kippur is now what makes this person into a Baal Aveira, it's not the thing that could also cause to forgive for his Aveira. Or in the language of Chassidus, what's happening on Yom Kippur? There's a very deep bond being revealed on Yom Kippur between the Abishra and the Yid. Such a deep bond that Lagabi compared to this bond, it's as if there is no Averis. Not No Averis are, are significant in any way whatsoever. However, when the person comes and is blemishing and damaging and impacting the revelation of this is Kashros between him and Hashem, between what Yom Kippur is meant to be, so then this is Kashros cannot help him to forgive for the Averis. Says the Rebbe, the same thing is true over here. What happened at Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is the revelation of Hashem being our father and us being our children. And therefore it includes even the biggest Rishoyim. But a person that's opposing to this is Kashrus itself. A person that's saying, I'm not interested in going out of Mitzrayim. I'm not interested in the bond between father and child. Therefore, this bond between father and child cannot help him because he himself is opposing to the Gilu of this is Kashrus. However, the question now becomes, then why is it by the Gu'ulo Hasida, even a person that's seemingly opposing that iskashras between him and Onoichi Hashem will be redeemed? Seemingly, it should be the same thing. If he's not interested in the iskashras, he's not interested in the Onoichi Hashem he should seemingly, Chas V'Shalom, be excluded also from the Gu'ulo Hasida. In order to explain this, the Rebbe says, what happened by Matan Torah is that the Eibishter chose us with Bechira, as we say before Kriya Shema, we say, Yuvonu Vuchartu Mikolam Veloshendal, the Rebbe tells us, we're supposed to be thinking about Matan Torah, this is when Hashem chose us. Another thing that happened is we became Hashem's Avodim. And as the Rebbe will explain, these two things are very much connected to each other. What is the difference between Bechira, that Hashem chose us, and the fact that we are Hashem's children? So the Rebbe compares it to the idea of free choice by a person. How free choice is coming from a very, very deep place of the person and even greater and more powerful and forceful and deeper than the nature of the person. That means the nature of the person is all based on the personality, the characteristics, certain limitations, certain definitions of the person. However, what's Bechira? Bechira means something much deeper. If I'm only choosing something because that's the kind of person I am, that's based on my character, then I'm basically forced to choose this. Bechira is saying, I'm choosing it. Free choice means it's coming from a deeper place where there's nothing compelling me and forcing me to choose this. So free choice is coming from the very, very essence of the person that's much deeper and much more powerful than just his nature. 
In fact, that's why he could choose something that's against his nature. Because it's coming from such a deep place. So the Rebbe says, the same thing as Lamaila. The fact that we say that we are children to Hashem, this is more, that's the love of a father to a child is a natural thing. In other words, this is a bond between the Abishta and the Yid, but it's still limited to a certain aspect, to our connection to Hashem as children. And therefore, the connection is based and limited only to that. However, Bechira is going to go something much deeper. Bechira is where it's coming from the essence of Hashem that's higher than any sort of limitations, higher than any sort of descriptions, higher than any sort of boundaries, but rather coming inside the essence of Hashem and therefore also impacting that the Yidin with their essence should become connected to Hashem from their part as well. And that's represented in the fact that they become Avodim. The Rebbe quotes from the famous Hemshech of Samachvav that in Avodas Hashem, the difference between a child to the Ebishter and an Eved is that a child is being naturally drawn with an Ava to the Abishter, whereas an Evid, what's an Evid, is the opposite. An Evid means he's not interested on his own, and yet he's choosing to be, to serve the Abishter. In other words, again, this sort of idea that it's coming from a much deeper place, that's not just based on the person's understanding, the person's character, and so on and so forth. Rather, the whole Metzius of the servant became just the Metzius of the Master of Hashem. Says the Rebbe, now we can go back to explain the difference between Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and the Gulo Asidim. By Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, since we're speaking about a bond that's based on nature, so to speak, that the Abishta is our father and we are his children, that's where the Gulo is coming from. So it's also possible that a Yid should come along with his Bechira, with his free choice, which we said is higher than nature, and he could come along and say, well, I'm not interested in this bond. And if that's the case, the bond is not going to help him to take him out of Mitzrayim. However, when we speak about the fact that the Abishta chose us by Matan Torah, Mitzad is Bechiru, Chavshis from his very, very essence, that was also Poyal on the Yid, that he should be connected to his deepest core, to his deepest essence, to Hashem. And therefore now, essentially it's impossible for a Yid to oppose this sort of bond, because in his very essence, he chose Hashem. Even though Bechitsoinius externally, it seems to be that he doesn't want to go out of Golos, that itself is really the opposite of what he's really deeper inside, choosing in his very essence. And therefore, it has to be that eventually that essence will come out and reveal itself. And that's why we say, sof, sof. Eventually, of course, every single Yid will do tshuva at the end of Golos, because that's their essence. It must come out. And then, miyad he immediately they will be redeemed.